This is the first episode of the EA626 Intro to Student Affairs podcast for Spring 2024. Tonight we were doing an overview of the history of higher education, which if you've taken EA620, Foundations of Higher Ed, that's sort of what that whole class is devoted to. So it probably seemed like that class in 45 minutes. Um, but it was just to highlight you know, some of the key time periods so that when we talk about the evolution of the profession of student affairs, you can see where it fits in that timeline of higher education in the United States. So, you know, when we look at that colonial period where we had in loco parentis, um, the faculty were the ones who were the student affairs professionals, but they were really acting more like dads to these wealthy, um, gentlemen kind of students um, who were just really going to college to secure their social status. Um, and then we move through, you know, these time periods to um, the 1920s and 1940s when the student personnel movement uh, really got going. And then we look at this sort of golden age post-World War II when um, colleges were really being given a lot of, um, you know, respect and we had the GI Bill and we had a lot of funding and this movement from in loco parentis to more of a, you know, serving and managing model, treating students as adults rather than kids and meeting all of the different needs that this varying population had. You saw in that timeline for SEMO that 1950 to 1970, that was where we went from having 1,000 students to about 8,000 students. So we were keeping right in step with what the landscape of American higher education looked like. Uh, online courses started in the 90s. We had our first one in the 90s. Um, we uh, you know, then also experienced uh, a lack of state funding. Um, students started to use financial aid. Uh, and so we could see the parallels there and how with each of those developments, we can see that new jobs in student affairs are created. Title IX passes, 504 passes, um, what we now know as FERPA, but at the time was the Buckley Amendment passes, the creation of Pell Grants and federal financial aid. Look at all of those jobs, our Title IX coordinator, disability services coordinator, um, having people who, you know, their whole job is financial aid. So student affairs keeps evolving as our student uh, population keeps evolving. And as we evolve, we also have more of the formalization of the profession. And so we talked about 
um, some of the competencies that ACPA and NASPA put forward and the Council for the Advancement of Standards in Higher Education putting forth their guidelines and standards um, for best practices in the various functional areas. And so that's how that kind of dovetails into um, the assignment that you're going to have to do a mini CAS assessment. And um, that's going to be something that you post about for next week. You've got the discussion board that's due on Sunday where you will identify which of the functional areas. And remember, those are defined by the CAS functional areas that I posted for you to look at last week. Don't just choose an office on campus. Make sure that you're you know, coordinating, because as I mentioned, the Center for Behavioral Health and Accessibility has about three functional areas um, according to the CAS system located within it. So you wouldn't want to say you were evaluating that center. You'd want to choose, is it substance abuse prevention? Is it mental health? Is it disability support services? That kind of thing. And when you do that, you're going to identify um, what issue you're going to be looking at in your poster presentation. For example, one of um, your classmates has already chosen uh, student conduct as their functional area because they want to look at student use of AI um, and whether it can benefit students or if it's really just cheating and it's hurting them. Uh, so again, when we look at student affairs and we look at its evolution and how it evolves to meet the needs of, of different students, we're also evolving as a profession to have these standards, these guidelines, these competencies, these best practices. And so we're going to put that into action by doing our CAS mini assessment. But we're also going to be looking kind of ahead to the future of student affairs in identifying that issue that has people on both sides of it. So that's it for this week. Next week, you're going to be reading chapters three and eight, and make sure that you respond in that discussion board with what your functional area is and uh, a little bit about why you chose it based on what question you're thinking of exploring in your poster presentation. See you next week.